Um, oh, I've got some news that's not gaming related, but I, I won't bring it up on the podcast. I'll bring <laughs> it up now. Me. It's um, a whole bunch of people have been warned off shooting into Hurricane Irma in Florida. Uh, someone started oh, a Facebook group where 54,000 people were planning on shooting their guns into the storm. <laughs> Why? <laughs> to, to show the hurricane that they shoot first. <laughs> oh, wow. That and is the, so the, the police, American. Everyone, the NRA has had to come out an official statement on Twitter and say, and they put up like a little diagram about bullets curving back on you and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, it can't get any more satirical than this, but it's real life. I'm really scared. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Overcast Gamer Show. My name is Abe Foster. It is the 11th of September. It is a Monday evening, and I'm joined by... Regan Harper. That's uh, Valentine. And we're recording on Monday uh, as I was unavailable yesterday, as per our usual sort of flimsy schedule. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know that you would call what we do scheduling. We're sort of just like, hey, well... You guys free? Yeah, nah. There's a fifty percent chance. <laughs> Flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. Um bought a car yesterday. Throw that out oh, there as a yeah, as nice, a man. conversation topic. We Mazda fought... Demio? No, not a Mazda Demio. Went and saw a Mazda Demio and it was awful. Yeah. Uh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh no, we um we went to out to the hut and got a uh, a Ford Focus 2006. Oh, nice, so, man. Yeah, it's legit. 2006, same year as my car. Good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good year. Good year, that one. Good year. Good <laughs> year. 16 was a hell of an age. Yeah. But uh, no, so just just, just t- trucking along, really. Um, how about you guys? Um, yeah. I can't really think <laughs> of anything um, that's been going on, but I'm sure it's been good. Yeah? Your, health, your health's gotten better? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Nice. I still have that persistent cough, but I mean, I had that before I was sick anyway. That just comes <laughs> with being general grievous 2.0. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm relatively decent. I was strung out from Friday till pretty much Saturday evening uh, with a flu, I guess it was. Pretty pretty knackered, but um, I've come back off that and uh, I'm feeling relatively chipper. So, nice. Yeah, not too yeah. bad. Not too bad. Good one. Um, good one. I wanted to talk to you guys about something that was brought up earlier in the week. Uh, me and Balthazar were having a bit of a yarn about it. Now, in our youths, we've probably done some done some things we're not proud of, <laughs> eaten some things we're not proud of, maybe eaten some things we didn't know we ate. Um, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to, to to talk to you guys about what what's the weirdest stuff you've eaten before. I just I just I'm really curious as to is this a normal thing for people to go around eating just. I don't know weird weird things in the youth. Yeah, I I don't know because I mean the for context the conversation started when <laughs> Abe you just asked if anyone else had eaten an apple sticker before um, <laughs> or a sticker off a piece of fruit and yes. I said of course you know because it, it is just natural you you eat you bite into the apple you don't check it beforehand you've got the sticker in your mouth you either notice it or you don't if you do yeah. you probably take it out if you don't you swallow it and then. Yeah somehow notice it later maybe because you look at the apple and now there's half a sticker stuck right next to your bite mark or something (laughs) um yeah i honestly don't know i most of my things are to do with there's there's a memorable thing to do with food and particularly smells from my youth and then you know the grossest thing i can think of is just what i had recently which i told you guys (laughs) about where i had that uh (laughs) so i had a i had a open tin of chili beans in the fridge um, which had gladder app over the top of it, so I used half of the tin. Um, and then I had an open can of Pepsi next to it <laughs> because I opened the can, took a sip, and then realized it was, you know, like 10 o'clock and I should probably be going to bed, not drinking caffeinated beverages. <laughs> so I put that in the fridge next to the open tin of chili beans. So the next day when I got home, I took the can out and had uh, chili bean flavored Pepsi because the <laughs> smells had just kind of eked together between the two and the, the tins had become contaminated. Um, Amazing. And so, yeah, it was, it was quite foul, but not too bad. Actually it had a, 
beanie pre-taste <laughs> rather than aftertaste. So when I kind of swigged it into my mouth, it tasted like chili beans. But then when it actually, you know, hit my tongue and, and tasted everything, I was like, oh, no, it is just Pepsi. Um, wow. I just want to do a dramatic reading from Balthazar from our Slack conversation. Uh, this is this is, this is is from Balthazar. It says, it's got a pre-taste rather than an aftertaste. So when you pour it into your mouth, before you swallow it, yeah, you get that bean juice taste, but once you swallow, it's cokey. And yeah, leaving it overnight. And yeah, I left it overnight to let it go flat. To be honest, it's just about the worst thing I've ever voluntarily consumed from my own wow. fridge. So you, did you <laughs> put, push through and drink the whole thing or just like Oh yeah, one... I'm not going to waste it. Yeah, <laughs> drank the whole thing. Um, but the grossest thing I can think of wasn't eating. It was smelling something. And oh. it was in, in college. Um, I was in kind of the... Uh, our group of friends we were kind of the jackass group we you know we we pranked each other we did stunts we did all this kind of crazy crap and there's one thing that we did which we called the oh, i'm trying to remember now but it was the primo challenge i think the strawberry primo oh, challenge no. oh no <laughs> and what we did was we got a bottle of primo we heated it for 10 seconds in the microwave just so it was you know nice and warm and not cold and then we took the cap off and we put it at the top corner of a cupboard in one of the classrooms, way at the back where it would never get seen. We then went back six months later oh. um, and took it. To, sorry, no, we, we put the cap back on. We had it off for a while, then we put it on so it would, you know, contain the smell and everything. And, yeah, we went back six months later and we took it off and we had to take the cap off, stick your nose right in the <laughs> hole of the bottle and inhale for as long as you could without throwing up. Oh, man. And that was good fun. That was the worst smell of my life. I won the <laughs> challenge because I just have a really good gag reflex. So I didn't throw up. But I just recall a friend, Kenji, who the second he sniffed it, he like his nose wasn't even fully in the hole and he threw up all over himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, that rancid. There's not much worse than rancid milk, to and be honest. I still sure have I could... my old... I still have my older Samsung, no, Sanyo flip phone, which we use to film all of our stunts and pranks and things. And I've still got that footage of Kenji throwing up all over himself. <laughs> oh, man. We might have to find a way to get that uh, get that online. I don't think that I could force myself to smell something for long enough that it made me throw up. Like, I think I would just, like, instinctively sort of pull away and just, you know, get some fresh air. That's impressive. I, impressive. I reckon I could do it for money. <laughs> was there but money involved in this? Honor. <laughs> not, not, nah, honor, nah, fuck that. Uh, your, your milk story made me think of another one. Uh, I remember making, I went through a phase where I really liked that making those giant um, milk hot chocolates, you know, fully out of milk kind of thing, mm. and, um, and making them and then instead of letting them cool and putting them in a, in a big plastic bottle so I could drink them like you would have a water bottle <laughs> around. I used to just drink hot chocolate straight from a, like a pump bottle. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I made one and I just like, I left it somewhere and I left it, I, I found out later on where I left it. I left it behind the curtains in my room. And you know, when you pull your curtains, you don't, there's always that little mm. bit at the end that doesn't quite come, come along. And I didn't, that's why I never saw the bottle because it was behind that tiny bit of the curtain. And I found that, yeah, like six months later or something. Oh. And it was just, it was gnarly. Eh? It like came out in one big globule. Oh was, <laughs> no. Cause it would have been sat behind that curtain getting like heated up during the day, cooled down during the night <laughs> yeah. constantly. Oh, fluctuating temperature. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Did a number on that. And the other, the other thing I'll say, um, my addition to this conversation is also involving hot chocolates. Um, <laughs> And this is when I'd, I'd first started to, I think it was when I first started to make these milk Milo. So you heat up the milk on the, in the stove, uh, on the, you know, a pot on, on top of the, the stove. Um, and I made one and I didn't, I wasn't watching it the whole time. And I, I poured it, you know, you know, I put the Milo in and I made it and all that. And I was, I was sipping away, drinking it. And I got this sort of like crunchy bit of Milo. I was like, oh, what the hell is this? And then I sort of like, Pulled it out of my tongue and, and put it on my hand, and it was a fly. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and that like oh, that pretty much made me instantly throw up. And I also swore <laughs> off Milo for like five years. Oh wow, beautiful! And that was that was absolutely horrendous. That was like a nightmare. Eh? It was just oh. I think the worst I've had in that sense, like with insects and things, is like I was mowing the lawns. 
in the middle of summer and just kind of i must have like yawned or something like that had my mouth open and just had like yeah. a, a mosquito just fly straight down my throat and got oh, stuck, man. stuck in the back of my throat and i was just like oh well there's it's not coming up i'm just gonna have to swallow it so i was just like gulp <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good source of protein no fucking around well, yeah. straight down the throat <laughs> totally yeah yep added for the day but honestly yeah. i don't i don't really have any stories like that around gross stuff the only thing i can think of off the top of my head is we used to in in my uni days we used to make pancakes a lot for breakfast um, mm-hmm. we had this big flat where there was probably like six or seven of us that would all kind of just hang out there and i remember we made a, this massive batch of pancakes and uh, one time we just had a whole lot left over. Everyone had had some and we still had a whole bunch of batter. And I put my hand up and was like, look, let's just cook it up into one giant pancake and I'll try and eat it. And so we made this pancake that turned out to be probably like, I don't know, it was, we called it the super cake. And it was probably like, I don't know, four or five centimeters thick and still like a little bit doughy in the middle. Yeah. Um, and it had like a, and it kind of raised on the edges and the middle of it stayed con- concave kind of thing. And we just sort of filled it up with maple syrup and I just oh. powered my way through that. So it wasn't necessarily gross, but it was awful to eat. It was, uh, it was excessive. Excessive. Yeah. But like the grossness, I can't, honestly, I can't think of too much. Um, but yeah, the super cake is probably one of the notable, uh, <laughs> questionable foods that I've had in my lifetime, I would say. Four yeah. to five centimeters thick. That is that's was, seriously impressive. It was ridiculous. I think I can find photos. I think there's a photo of it somewhere um, of me we'll eating it. We'll whack that up in the show notes uh, via Imager. And, uh, put up the super cake and um, see if we can get the video of, of Balthazar's friend throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Added content. There you go. Very nice, very nice. Well, uh, let's talk about video game, boys, because it is a video game podcast, despite what people may think. <laughs> what have we all been playing? Uh, we'll go with you, Regan, first. What have I been playing? Um, I jumped on Steam last weekend, or maybe it was the weekend before, don't recall. Yep. But uh, yep. And I was sort of thought to myself, hey, I'm going to try and find something that I you know just something new something a bit different and i didn't yep. end up with something new as far as kind of release dates and things but i ended up buying and playing pillars of eternity for the last uh you know the last kind of week or so nice one uh which is an awesome awesome game it is in the vein of boulder's gate Neverwinter nights those kind of top-down isometric sort of rpgs where you've got a party balls hard really difficult games um, but this one was kind of interesting because it was made by Obsidian, who are the developers, as you noted earlier, who made uh, such classics as uh, Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. And I think originally their sort of their, I guess this was in the vein of the genre that they started out. So they they made the Neverwinter Night series, which were awesome games, and essentially just kind of it's like what you would do in the '90s if you and some mates knew how to make ga- make games, and you went, you know, let's just make D and D as a game. You know, right. this epic kind of, you know, uh, sort of game and, and that sort of style. And it's all dice, you know, you don't, it's not, you're not physically rolling dice, but it's all done on math and, you know, you've all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but Pillars of Eternity is really nice. Um, lots of UI changes that sort of just fix up the kind of buggy things that they hadn't quite figured out back in the 90s. Uh, they've got these beautiful um, sort of pre-rendered HD backgrounds, which are, which are really nice. And... The games are all about lore, I suppose. They they're super thick as and as far as the story and the world building and the lore and there's there's a little bit of you know some of the dialogue is is spoken but most of the dialogue is is just re- reading. So you probably spend a good chunk of your time just reading text and things like that. Um, yeah. And I don't know, have you guys played any of these kind of games before? I played the demo of Baldur's Gate. A long, long time ago, whenever it was on, what was it? Then on PS2 or PS1? I can't even oh, remember. I'd imagine it'd be PS1. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I, I played the demo on one of those um, those PlayStation demo discs, and I remember like kind of enjoying it. But as you said, I remember it being ridiculously difficult, yeah. and I probably gave up pretty fast. It's um, it kind of makes me think of like a game like XCOM these days, where you sort of you are, uh, it's super tactical, but it's also real time so whereas XCOM is is turn-based this you sort of you 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 are pausing a lot so if you get into an encounter in in a battle you basically immediately pause the game 
and you take all of your guys and you spread them out. You put your tanks at the front and you and you basically tell them what to do, and then you unpause and they go and do that, and then you pause again, and then you and you and, and so every sort of I would say every sort of like three seconds or so you pause the game and you reassess, and so an encounter between your party and a, let's say five or six other enemies can take probably a good ten minutes or so where every single uh, minute detail is is considered the whole way through. So yeah. it's um. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, and it's a type of game that is pretty rare these days. I think so, and I think for it was on Steam for something like forty dollars, something like that. And for the amount of time it would take you to finish the game, potentially hundred hours, uh, it's it's awesome. Um, but I guess it's quite niche. It's the sort of thing that only some people would get into. But yeah, um, so I've been playing Pillars of Eternity, and it has been fantastic. Awesome, man! Wicked, wicked, and that's that's just about. That's it for you? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I haven't had a whole lot of gaming time and what I have had has been going into that. So, um, yeah, I've dab- I played like half an hour of some other games, but I won't even mention them here because, you know, it's only half an hour and they ah, don't... Fair enough. Warm. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah. I, yeah, well, I mean, I, I played a handful of crappy demos as well. As uh, you do. Terrible, yeah. Some, some like surfing game that I downloaded and some <laughs> motorbike game that I downloaded. They're all, they were all... <laughs> I barely even want to mention them, eh? just garbage um the other thing i played was telltale's game of thrones episode one uh which is free or all, all the telltale series that the first episode is always uh free as a sort of you know reel you in and get you into the story and make you buy the rest of them cool um i really liked episode one of game of thrones uh telltale's game of thrones it was a little bit of a slow start and as per usual it's pretty you know it's telltale it's it's nothing too out of the ordinary really there their engine is, is, is looking a bit uh, bit worse for wear nowadays, I would say. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty basic stuff, really, eh, when you really stop and yeah. think about what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see someone glitch through, 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 you know, through someone else, and you're just like, come on, guys. I mean, really? You don't really have that much you're doing. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. And it, it has the sort of um, – it has the feel of the first three series of Game of Thrones. Now, I know – we, we're all Thrones watchers, right? We're all Game of Thrones watchers. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So we're all we're all familiar with, um, you know, the was it seven seasons of Game of Thrones that have been on telly. And I I have a controversial opinion. I know Balthazar, um, you know, agrees with me and has the same same feelings that the show has gone downhill in its writing and has turned into a bit Hollywood and and the stakes feel incredibly low now. It feels like people have plot armor and they can't be killed because they're integral to the story. That's not why I started watching Game of Thrones. I started watching Game of Thrones because it was riveting and anyone could die at any time. And there was people chatting in rooms the whole time, which I, I love that sort of stuff. And there, there hasn't been enough <laughs> of that recently. sitting about, talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just talking. Yeah, just talking. All the politics. I love all that stuff. But um, yeah, Telltale's Game of Thrones sort of gets back to that feel. It's you you grow to, to like a couple of these characters who you control and, um, you know, some dastardly things happen and, and you might get your heart broken at one point and... That's kind of how I felt when I when I finished this one. I was like, "Oh, that's uh, that's actually decent. I might I might purchase it." And then Balthazar told me there's so it's ass, so I'm definitely <laughs> just really <laughs> really kill it for everyone. Yeah. So so you've played through the whole sure. thing, Balthazar? I have. Yeah. Uh, up until Batman, I played every, uh, excluding Minecraft. So I guess up until Minecraft, I played every Telltale game, right? Um, and every season of them all, but. They all just got so tired and predictable. Yeah. Um, and Game of Thrones is just what cemented that for me. That was the last one I played. And the fact that it was Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, it should break the formula and everything. And it looks like it will based on the first episode. So, yeah, I bought the season. Um, but then, no, it just falls into the same tired formula that every other Telltale game follows. Mm. Oh, man, that's a real shame, eh? Because, yeah, Batman is the is the only other one I'm curious about. I'll wait till that's free, or maybe I'll download the first episode of that as well, just because it's Batman and Batman's awesome. Mm. Um, but every everything else, like, you know, they're, they're um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I just don't care. Just do mm. not care. It's, what do you unless think- you do, like, a property that I'm really, really into, like Breaking Bad or something. God help us if that, that ever happens. Imagine <laughs> that. What do you think it is that Telltale needs to do to sort of shake things up with their games? Oh man, just reinvent the wheel, really. Like, <laughs> just go ahead and reinvent the wheel. No yeah. biggie. <laughs> I think, like, I'm. They struck gold with season one of The Walking Dead. Absolutely. And the issue is, they've just emulated that 
right. 11 more times since yeah, they did yeah. it the first Mining time. They brain. haven't tried to, you know, they haven't tried to go beyond that. They're just like, people liked it, so keep doing it. But actually, people haven't liked it for a couple of years now. People have been tired of it for a long time and saying, do something new, and they're just not listening. Mm. Interesting. So I remember I've... Telltale had a Jurassic Park game way back in the day, and that's, that's known as one of the worst video games ever made. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it's so, the Metacritic score is abysmal. Hmm. I'm going to have to go check that out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. A handful of crappy demos in um, uh, the first episode of something that looked looked quite good, and apparently it's not. So <laughs> a little bit depressing. Balthazar, what have you been playing, man? Uh, I've actually been playing a lot, so I'll whip through things really quickly. Um, I finished Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Nice. Um, my opinion didn't change after finishing it. I still think that game is better if you play it as just a Viking tale of someone who goes off to try and bring a loved one back from the dead. Cool. Um, though the ending was really cool. Not the ending scene, that was eh, bordering on garbage, but the ending level uh, where you kind of go up and have the final confrontation is just freaking badass um they finally for a game that's all about you know your weakness as a character um they gave you a really cool sense of uh, simultaneous sense of impending doom and death and being the most powerful badass in the world like it was it was really quite incredible that they managed to achieve that um so yeah i still say that's a solid game i recommend people check it out especially ua because the puzzles are well up your alley nice um, now that you've yeah, um, now uh, that you've finished it would you give it a score um just to put you on the spot here yeah <laughs> yeah i'd probably give it a good eight out of ten um, oh, yeah. nice. it's nice. a really enjoyable game from start to finish mm. um the things that doc points for it are just that the story isn't particularly coherent because they spend because it's a metaphor basically mm. um because you know they're trying to tell the story and from two angles one that it's an actual story that's happening and secondly that it's not a story that's happening at all it's actually you know all psychosis and and talking about that stuff it's just really hard to follow along in either of those directions because they try and put both of them front and center together and they just don't do a good job of it. Sure. Um, so it's it's poor enough to honestly dock two points just on how poorly the story's put together, but everything else except for that is top-notch. Um, so yeah, I give it a good eight out of 10. Cool. Awesome, man. What else have you been playing? Um, I also, so after that, I just jumped into my Steam library to finish things off that I started. So I finished the Vanquish remake they put out for Steam that was in... Um, sort of uncapped frame rates and 4K and everything. Nice. Um, still a freaking solid game. Uh, I jumped in and played The Witcher 2 from start to finish because I'd never played Ooh, it. Start um, to finish? Fuck. Yeah, man. did it in one weekend. It's probably maybe 30 hours. Yeah. Um, so a lot smaller than The Witcher 3, though that being said, I didn't do any side quests pretty much. Right. Um, not because they weren't The Witcher 3 quality, very much just because when I remembered how much I loved The Witcher, I wanted to replay The Witcher 3, so I was yep. kind of rushing through 2 a bit. But I will say, um, 2 feels better in some regards to 3. Um, not all, uh, but the... The, the the combat and the bosses and stuff are much better in two, I feel. Um, bosses in particular actually had a unique flavor to them. Mm. Replaying three now, uh, there's no variety. The bosses aren't special enemies. They're just enemies with, you know, health More bars health. in the middle of the screen. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in Witcher 2, they were actual bosses. Like the first one you fight is this, oh no, actually you fight a dragon first, but the most memorable one for me is in the first town you go to after the tutorial, uh, and it's something called the Kairon, and it's basically like the Kraken. And to yep. fight it, you have to drop your Iridan sign, um, you know, the traps on the ground, as it swings a tentacle down at you and then roll out the way so that when the tentacle hits your trap sign, it gets trapped there and you can then cut it off. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And that's how you hurt the boss, by trapping it and then hacking away until it kind of has to shuffle itself onto land. And then you have to climb up a cliff to get above it and kind of jump down and do a plunging attack on yeah, it from above. Yeah, I remember above. that battle. It's fucking sweet. It was a badass fight. Yeah. And as soon as I did that, I was like, hang on. Why is there nothing like this in The Witcher 3? Why is literally every single boss fight just a more health version of a normal enemy? Yeah, I think um, it's I think it's that classic trade-off between a more linear uh, sort of... Uh, 
what's the word? Sort of making things curated, more accessible. Yeah, a linear curated, curated kind of experience. Yeah, and an open world where they sort of, you know, you lose part part of that sort of like care that they that they give to an open world. They still do a fucking mm. good job of it, but I think that's yeah, kind of the, kind of the thing where it's a, those things become difficult, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's it really like the bosses are about the only thing that are, you know, much better in two. Um, but it was just interesting to, to think that man three could have potentially been even better if they kept those unique mechanics for the bosses of actually, you know, being a witcher to beat them. Um, cause again in three, so that's the other thing I've been playing is I've, I've been playing through three again on PC. I bought the game of the year edition, um, which I actually have a bone to pick with both of you about for different reasons. Um, <laughs> but man that game is amazing love that game um i've just finished the side quest uh kira metz's um storyline so you know freeing that tower from the curse and everything oh such a good mission remembering how nothing ends well in that game ever like even (laughs) with that storyline for example you know you you take uh, graham or whatever his name is from the city across to the tower and reunite him with his loved one and to restore her to normal he has to make out with a hideously deformed specter (laughs) um and then upon doing so she just steals his life essence and he dies anyway and it's like everything always ends sadly in this game nothing (laughs) ever well at all i love it for that reason eh? yeah. it's so freaking morbid <laughs> and it's even that same thing when you report back to kira she's like so how'd it go you're like well you know good news bad news curse is gone graham's dead <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh yeah this this lady had like a death uh, what like a numbing spell on her or something yeah and then the rats ate her i was like holy shit yeah, yeah. ate her a lot like and she's like i could feel it all but i couldn't even scream you're like oh, oh god it's like stephen um, king man it's yeah so yeah that game is incredible and i'm really looking forward to you know my 200 or so hours i have ahead <laughs> of me to go through all the dlcs as well um but my respective bones to pick with each of you will start with you abe since i just yep. mentioned dlcs you never played any of the dlcs or the expansions for the witcher no 3. no i've never played any of the dlcs for the witcher 3 and i have both of them as well mike gave what? me <laughs> heart uh, mike gave me um uh, blood and wine and yeah. hearts of stone i can't remember where i got that from but <laughs> maybe i bought it i don't know but <laughs> the reason i haven't played both of them is because i still haven't finished the base game yet. oh my god <laughs> what hey, hey why what? what are you I, doing after this podcast <laughs> oh man i don't even know i'm just how, probably just gonna how, jump off a bridge how have you not finished it when you just said you spent the past two weeks playing shitty demos for <laughs> Oh, it's just The Witcher is like a good HBO show, right? It's 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 so good and it's so like impactful and it makes you think about all sorts of crazy issues and things in your own life that it's it feels dense and it feels unapproachable to me at times. I don't want to go back into that world sometimes. <laughs> and a lot of that time has been most of my time <laughs> where I just, I just I want to play easy to play you know, happy stuff like Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I, I, I know I'm being, I'm being a massive, massive <laughs> asshole, and I really should because my God, like I haven't finished that game, and I thought it was a masterpiece. So yeah, just, to, just goes to show you like how good that freaking game is. And what are the you... chances you'll finish it before I finish it again? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> if you're up to Kira Metz, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm on Skelliger, I think, from what I remember. Oh yeah, you could uh, push through and finish that, Abe. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, I reckon yeah, you're yeah. probably what two thirds of the way through the game, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like that. Another reason is because I just, I'm, you know, you guys know I'm a person who gets overwhelmed by video games when they're too big and there's too much to do. And The Witcher is the the best example of that. There is so <laughs> much to do, and The Witcher in The Witcher, everything is excellent. So I'm like, I don't want to miss mm. out on anything. But this game's going to take me a million years to finish. Mm. Yeah. You just, <laughs> I, I feel like you just need to dive in and, and get into it. You know, like it is going to take you a million years to finish. But you owe CD Projekt Red. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have given them money and bought. I think I bought like Witcher Two and all that on GOG and all, and you know, just because I like them as a company. I think they're wonderful. So, yeah, I really should before I start going out and buying Witcher like merchandise and things and (laughs) haven't even finished the bloody base game. So now, for my bone to pick with you, Regan, okay, is I was I was looking at various games um, and various people's game libraries, and I saw that you have The Witcher Three Game of the Year Edition 
on Steam. Uh, yeah, I do actually. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. So I, you chose <clears throat> not to uh, give the developer one hundred percent of the money for the game by buying it on their native platform, but instead giving them maybe five percent so that <laughs> Valve could just make bank. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I bought the game from Steam because it was on sale. Yeah. Um, and that's really the only reason. <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought there was going to be a big story to go by. Then. No, that's it. It was on. It was on sale. Um, How much was it? Oh, fifty dollars, maybe something like that. Mm. As opposed to, yeah. And, and I know what argument you're going to US or fifty New Zealand. I want to say New Zealand. And, and I know the argument you're about to come at me with. Um, what, just but, that I got the difference between US and New Zealand prices refunded to my account anyway, because exactly. that's what GOG does. And so, so actually, I probably paid 50 New Zealand dollars as well. Exactly. But I gave all my money to CDPR. Yeah, well, you make me, you've made me feel sufficiently <laughs> guilty. So good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. So now I'll just move on to my final game, which I played for about two hours. And we'll maybe go back to eventually. I borrowed Andromeda off Regan. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I wanted to actually give it a go myself, mm. and I gave it a go myself, and it's really hard to go back to it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't help. Like, the main reason, to be honest, I haven't gone back to it is because I've got The Witcher 3, which mm. I'm playing again, and why would you oh, go from and, you know, a 10 out just, of 10 masterpiece to it? <laughs> just putting it out there, how good is it on PC? Like, It's can... so good. The, I've honestly, like, I've... I get annoyed at the talky man during the loading screens. You know, when you load into a game and he's like, girl seeking Siri. Yeah. And he's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, And I love that on the PlayStation. If you something to do while it was loading. But now the fact that the second he's done talking, I'm in the game. I'm pretty sure I'm loaded well before he's done talking, <laughs> but I can't actually skip that. I've got to let him finish droning on. He yeah. annoys me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Dandelion. Old man Dandelion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dandelion was the narrator for those scenes in Witcher 2, but he didn't sound anything like that because he's a young man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Um, but yeah, but yeah it's, that, uh, it's so good. So good on PC. Yep. Anyway, sorry, um, I totally like destroyed your train of thought there. <laughs> Mass Effect um, Andromeda. Uh, yeah, it's it's just hard to play it when I'm playing The Witcher 3 as well. Like, I don't want to put down a perfect game for, uh, like, yeah, for, is for it, Andromeda. Is it, is it just bland, Balthazar? Like, what, what's yeah, the... it's so... I don't so far I've done the first mission that's literally all I've done the first mission and then like what felt like a year of my life of following people around a citadel until I could save the game because it wouldn't let me save <laughs> during a in quotation marks story scene which was just walking around a dilapidated station with no lights on talking to holograms um and yeah it's just I don't care I think that's what it is. It's a massive RPG in which, you know, your decisions are supposed to impact the world. And so if that's the case, surely you should be invested in some way to act for your decisions to mean anything. But I just don't care. Everyone is so boring. It, is, um, yeah, have, yeah. have they fixed, have you noticed that they fixed all the facial crap? Uh, it's not like noticeably shit. Right. It's still, it's not great facial animation, but it's not like, you, it's not laughable anymore. I haven't had any moments where I'm watching it and I'm just like, that was fucking bizarre face, <laughs> you know, facial animation. It's not, I don't think it's crap anymore. Um, it's just not great. It's it, mm. it's like a game from five, six years ago, you right. know, where they just didn't really try with the lip syncing or anything. Actually, you know what? It's like a Japanese game that's got an English vocal track. So the mouths aren't even vaguely synced up to what they're uh, saying at all. Right. Yeah. Um, and the pacing and timing is all wrong. And sometimes they're done talking when there's still audio coming. But it's not horrible to look at. It's just not right. Mm. Right, right. The game oh, just man. doesn't have any heart, eh? There's no... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was actually made by EA as opposed to um, BioWare. EA secretly <laughs> got all their people, all their business people in to make a video game. And that's what happens. Yeah, as opposed to actual developers, but back of the box quote there, Balthazar, it's not noticeably shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's honestly that's about the best thing I can say about that game so far with my sort of three hours I've spent with it. Mm -hmm. Oh man, yeah, I'm never going to touch that game. I don't see why I should give any of my time to that game when I've got The Witcher Three to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. 
Nice, nice. Well, uh, oh, you got anything else there, Belfast? Nah, that's it. Yeah? That's it. Sweet as. Well, we'll move on to our new game that we're going to try out today. Well, movies in a minute. We'll be back next week. Uh, I watched a shit ton of movies over the weekend, so I had lots to pick from. Um, this game doesn't have a title yet, so that's the first point of, of order. We need to make a title for this game, or you know, if anyone wants to suggest a title, uh, send it through, overcastgamer at gmail.com, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll whip that in there, or we'll evaluate your, your suggestion at least. Mm. I've got word game brackets title pending. It's not very catchy, and I'd like <laughs> to replace it. <laughs> you uh, could call it the, the name game name, because it's game name game, but when you swap a letter in each word. Game, what was that? The name the game name. The name name because it's the game name game. But <laughs> if you swap the first letter in each word, then it becomes the name game name, and that's how you play the game name game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> The um, game name game. Yeah. Game, game oh. name game. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is making me think of a jingle, eh? Like I'm just thinking like a nineteen like nineteen eighties kind of game show where it's like do 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 behind that board. Welcome to the game name game. Oh man. Anyway, the game name game is it basically revolves around us. We take a, a property. Each one of us have, t- have got about five uh, properties, and we've either replaced a letter or removed a letter to change, essentially change what the game is. Uh, we've, we then have to sort of pitch or describe the game to the rest of the crew. And after we do a round, so we'll do three, you know, one, 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 uh, we will decide on whose was the best, and they will be awarded one point. We'll do five rounds of this, and we'll see how it goes. So, everyone, welcome to the Game Name Game. Okay. So, first one. Who wants to go first? Does anyone want to step up to the mark? I'll go first. Why not? Regan? Regan, nice one, man. What do you got? Uh, So, my first game is Watch Hogs 2. The 2016 porcine surveillance game from Ubisoft... (laughs) <laughs> now with drones for aerial examination of your mud-loving friends. Nice, man. Watch you got Hogs the drones too. in there. Yep, got drones in there. Well, oh, I had to yeah. make it clear which game I was I was kind of ripping off. So Right, right. Yeah, watch, yeah, yeah. watch Hogs too. See, <laughs> mine's not necessarily clear what game. It's entirely in the name. Um, what game, but I'll, I'll go next because mine actually ties in like, similar themes to Regan's about <laughs> the whole, uh, you know, watching animals. Cattlefield. <laughs> the premium uh, oh dairy farm simulator in which you literally just have a field of cattle and you have to, you know, feed them, milk them, decide whether they're going to be dairy cattle actually or, or beef cattle. Uh, obviously separate the two, d- decide how you're going to feed and treat each of them respectively, send them off to market, you know. It's just another one of those simulator games on Steam. Cattlefield. So that's that's one word I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Cattlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. That's beautiful. Okay. Uh, my my first one is called Fun Till Dawn. And it's a, a, fa- a fairground simulator that operates in real time. Uh, so it closes at midnight. <laughs> try, try and have as much enjoyment as you can. This is decided by Hidden Metrics until the day is done. Fun nice. Till Dawn. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. 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 Very <laughs> good. Very good. Um, oh, man. that That's tough. Uh mm. Where's everyone, where's everyone, what's everyone's uh, coming down Well, on? see, it now becomes a choice because it's difficult. There's three of us, right? So I, someone has to make the choice as to whether or not they vote for themselves. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for Balthazar because that was hilarious. But Cattlefield. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I do like Cattlefield just because it's so mundane. <laughs> yeah, um, the, yeah. That title just like almost puts me to sleep immediately. <laughs> I, I do like that a lot. Uh, but I will, will give you an honourable mention, Regan, for incorporating drones, which was a, a big point of interest from Watch Dogs 2 into your actual... Thank you. you, know, Thank your, you. your new property. That was really good. Appreciate so, that. So, no, Balthazar, you take that one out. One point to you, man. Yeah. Alrighty. My vote would have been Fun Till Dawn, so I didn't vote for myself because <laughs> that name. Again, it's just how simple it is. <laughs> fun, yeah. fun Till Dawn. Just, just try and have fun, fun till, till yeah. Yeah. Until the get you can't play the game because it's midnight. It just literally doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's midnight um, now. Sorry. Yeah, you're logged yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's setting a good example for people to go to bed. Uh <clears throat> okay. 
So we'll go for the next one. So we might as well go with the same uh, same order. Regan? Same order. Sure. Okay. Uh, my second one is nice and succinct. Uh, it's Sitman, the definitive VR experience. It is <laughs> Sitman. Nice. The evolution of the walking simulator. Oh man, the logical conclusion of it. Yeah, exactly. Bloody hell. So it's a VR sitting simulator. <laughs> can you change? Can you at least change the sort of surroundings, or is it just going to? Is oh, it just going to put you into a similar-looking living room? Yeah, so I think um, <laughs> no, I, I think you could probably change your surroundings, but um, yeah, so it's you basically just sitting in different locations. That's uh, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Is it going to be? Is it going to be like one of those um, you know those terrible family photo things where it's just got this crappy-looking backdrop on the back, and it's just you sitting in front of the Eiffel Tower, but you're about half. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You've you've nailed it, and in fact, you've uh, you've you've become part of my focus group for that game. Oh, so uh, awesome, I'll ensure to in- include that in there. I'm happy, happy to be <laughs> sit man. Um, sit man, awesome, awesome. Balthazar. All right. Uh, Portal Combat with a K, oh. of course. Ooh. Um, this is a competitive multiplayer puzzle solving game using portal guns uh, in which you can also hinder your opponent by uh, basically using your portals to try and do things like decapitate them or remove their legs nice um, that actually genuinely sounds like a great game it really does (laughs) portal combat Oh man, do, I can, do, do, I can do, actually do, do. see why haven't they brought like GLaDOS or something into Mortal Kombat? She could do some sweet fatalities. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. Portal Combat, I like it. Um, okay, my final one is Fife 2017. So, <laughs> 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 this is a guitar, guitar hero styled rhythm game uh, for everyone's most underrated instrument. It's uh, <laughs> pretty much a, it's a Fife tutorial, guys. It's. <laughs> Oh man, it's, that's it brilliant! Is, it is, it is what it is. Really, I mean, there's not much I can sell it on. You know, you can um, skin out your fifes with a <laughs> like a camo camo one if you want, and or twenty five. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. No, you got my point. Yep, five. <laughs> Cheers, man. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for set man on this one. Yeah, Thanks. I'm I'm agreed with that. Set man feels like a genuine <laughs> VR tech. Day download awesome thanks guys good shit okay uh we'll switch it up now so balthazar if you want to you want to go first with the all right uh my next one is super mario brothels oh (laughs) well done well done oh that's awesome man that's really cool that's the one i was so proud of in our ocg chat and i was like guys i'm uh, <laughs> um, so this is like basically like a leisure suit larry style sim game except with mario and luigi uh they run a ring of brothels um it's yeah it's uh it's kind of a uh, those uh what do you call them like those you know micromanagement games where you've got to build up your brothel you can set your prices and things you can set your your rates per hour you've got to have enough rooms to have people coming in but not so many that you know you're losing money on on the empty rooms and things it's just one of those i guess like a like roller coaster tycoon but where the roller coaster is women <laughs> and the that's tycoon definitely is Mario. Fly. that's definitely gonna fly in a pitch meeting <laughs> it's just you know ride the ride you know, it's just, you know. <laughs> nice one brilliant brilliant i love it regan you got for me um i'm just having a look down my list as to what the next one will be um i'm gonna go with horizon zero porn so you run your own porn shop but your goal is <laughs> your goal is not to actually pawn any of the things that you get you you hoard them and so you oh, want to pawn zero of the things that you get um and you win the game by accumulating the largest hoard so uh yeah horizon zero porn Nice, nice. I thought you meant uh, P-O-R-E for a, for a second there. And oh, I was wondering right. where that that could sort of integrate <laughs> with Super Mario Brothels. Yeah, I'm not quite <laughs> sure how I would have yeah how I would have worked that in, but uh, no, P-A-W-N. Quest so. for pon- pornography. No, that's really good. Um, where does the Horizon part come into that? Uh, I don't know. It's the name of the pawn shop. <laughs> oh, yeah. there you go. That's all I needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice one. Yeah, Horizon is the name of the pawn shop, and uh, it's all about actually doing zero pawning. So yeah. <laughs> it's just hoarding. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, well, my my one I've got here is uh, Grande Theft Auto. 
So it's uh, find the most efficient route between Starbucks locations, ordering small coffees and leaving with someone else's larger ones. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, All right, boys. I think I'm going to give my vote probably to Balthazar again there because of the cleverness of his title. Um, and also because that game sounds like, although questionably <laughs> questionable on ethics, um, kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I, I actually agree with that completely. I didn't realize that one letter would change that thing <laughs> so much. That's that's pretty incredible. And yeah, I actually really want to play that game where Mario and Luigi are just these like awful pimps, you know, <laughs> like cleaning up rates and think, oh man. It's like, great. I imagine it being a sort of with that art style where it looks vaguely live action. So for Mario and Luigi to get them as scummy as possible, you would just pick the live action Mario and Luigi from they did. Oh God! Old um. <laughs> oh man! What Bob? Bob? Someone? He's he was Mario. Yeah. Oh no! That that would be abs. He'd he'd be like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's nasty. Anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, we've got uh, two more rounds. Two more rounds. Cool. Okay, I'll start off with with my one first of all uh, on this this time around. So my one is called Fun Charted. Uh, this is a spin-off <laughs> in which you get to play as Nathan Drake in between quests. <laughs> Use the PS4's motion controls to manually plot coordinates and manage flight itineraries. <laughs> I'm detecting a theme with your game now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Nice one. All right. Um, Regan. Okay. Uh, I'm just kind of having a look at my list. Uh, let's go The Fitness, uh, a puzzle game where you complete Sudoku while running on a treadmill. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> uh, is, wait, so is the treadmill in the game? So yeah, the treadmill is in the game, and you can imagine. So you have to match the speed of the treadmill by tapping L two and R two, kind of back and okay. forth to control your feet, while okay. then using dual analog sticks to complete the Sudoku puzzle. Holy mackerel! That is a that I don't think I could even get get that done. Eh? So it's I don't think I've ever done one Sudoku. <laughs> never managed to actually complete one no i don't think i've ever tried to be honest i don't like numbers yeah fair enough fair enough <laughs> but there you go the fitness um Fit. extraordinarily difficult puzzle game uh <laughs> don't know why puzzles and treadmills are mixed together but um but there you go nice nice balthazar what do you got for us so this one i actually added yesterday when i was looking through gog to see what was uh what was available um and i saw the name for game which was just too perfect so and my next one is Sid Meier's Pilates. Oh, <laughs> uh, organize uh, various Pilates groups, um, you know, various classes and things. Uh, you have to get those groups to the classes, um, go through the sessions, though. Going through the sessions isn't actually something that you control. You can just, you know, level up the party, uh, put, put points in various different attributes and, and hope that you've spent them correctly for them to make it through the class successfully nice <laughs> that awesome, is, uh, that's i great. love the fact that sid meyer's lending his name to <laughs> right it, it could be a legitimate franchise why not he's uh, making a fit uh domain <laughs> nice nice um for i yeah i think it's gonna have to go to you again balthazar because that's that one change of letter is is just so great yeah yeah no that's good <laughs> and also the backstory of i'm just trying to imagine like you'd have different like groups of people as well so you'd have like an elderly yeah. group where you've got to like pick them up in the van and <clears throat> drive them to the pilates center it's um yeah that's great nice one <laughs> good shit okay final one final one um balthazar you go first i'm actually funny like, so my last three i have are all ones i found it hard to actually come up with a game for we can say i reckon um, we can say what our other ones are once we're finished yeah so i'll just go with all out four uh so <laughs> it's an open world sandbox game in which you can just do anything at all you just go all out um <laughs> you can just you know you can just beat people to death you can wear their skin if you want to you can just attend classes go to school like a normal person you can wear someone else's skin to class if you want to. <laughs> what's with all the skin um, wearing <laughs> it's just like you can wear a bunch of like the original franchise just post-apocalyptic everyone's gone a bit crazy um 
but yeah, it's just the ultimate sandbox simulation. Well, it's the fourth one apparently. All yeah, out nice. Four. People love. I them. like the meta. I like the meta aspect of that. In that, I remember when Fallout Four came out, you were so miffed because on the back of the box it says "Go <laughs> anywhere, do anything." Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was inspired You're by. Finally like, getting, is... <laughs> finally getting your dream realized. That's great, Regan. Uh, okay, <clears throat> my last one is going to be Zelda: Breath of the Mild. <laughs> the latest installment of the Zelda series with completely mediocre level design. Oh man, that sucks. So it's like what Zelda could have been. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> completely mild. Everything about it. Breath <laughs> oh, of the mild. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me like curl up a little bit. Eh? Mm. Just the fact that I'd just when when Zelda came out and there was all those tens flying around, I was like. Oh, video games, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah video games. <laughs> and now I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, does it make you feel good that we actually live in a world where that didn't happen? We live in, we oh, live yeah. in the good timeline. Yeah, we're on, yeah, we're on the most positive timeline for sure. We That's don't great. live in the goatee timeline. <laughs> um, my final one is maybe a bit more of an obscure title. Um, it's a game called uh, Scatamari Damacy, and it's a... Uh-uh. Uh, it's a dung beetle RPG, so <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, you you play a dung beetle and you've got to roll around giant balls of shit and um, oh. <laughs> and bring them back to your place. Just collecting <laughs> balls of shit. Nice. Just collecting literal shit. Like, you, you know, mum walks in, what are you playing video guys? Go outside and expand your... Mum, I'm rolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. Good. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Um, everyone's thoughts on those those three? I am going to give you that one because I just like a funny idea. So, yep. Um, <laughs> dung Beetle RPG. The toilet here. Nice, nice. Uh, I go for Breath of the Mild on that one. I think it's just so close to what everyone believed was going to happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty damn good. Uh, well, it's going to be a three-way tie if... I vote for All Out 4, <laughs> so I'm going to be a real cheap motherfucker and vote for myself. <laughs> My one point came nice. by way of me. Nice. <laughs> nice. So um, Balthazar actually takes that out with one, two, three. Uh, Regan, you got um, you got one, and I got one, so we're... Nice one. We're Good job. On. Yeah. Turns out Balthazar was pretty proud of his of his accomplishments there, and rightly so, because those were hilarious. Yeah, so nice. Do you want to know the runners-up that didn't have, uh, yeah, I didn't necessarily have uh, ideas fully fleshed out for? <laughs> yeah, go um, So we had President Evil, which was going to be something to do with Donald Trump. Of course, yeah. Um, Simpsons Shit and Run, which was... <laughs> <laughs> Um, which actually also inspired Mario Fart 8, which I just thought the best part about it is that there were seven games before that. Like Mario <laughs> Fart was such a successful game. It's had seven sequels. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And finally, which I've actually thought of a, a, a way to sell now. So this game is the next expansion pack for The Witcher 3, and it's focused on Geralt. Uh, it can only be played if you uh, slept with everyone possible throughout the the core game of both expansions and it's called herpes of might and magic <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great i thought uh, with the witcher one i thought you were going to go with blood and wine but add an h into wine <laughs> <laughs> no no just much more of, sinister just, just everyone I, you've slept with just whinging <laughs> i nice. thought i was special it's the it's the what do you what do you call it when a when a man has a whole bunch of um a gigolo no, <laughs> is harem? Harem, harem is to do with it, but there's a word. Oh, polyamorous? Is it polyamorous? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, Poly- yeah, yeah. I think that might be either sex can do it, but yeah, po- polyamorous. It's the Witcher with a polyamorous um, spin on it. <laughs> nice. That's great. Awesome. All right. Well, we will move on to some news. So there's only one item on the agenda, and guess what? It's related to Destiny Two. Apparently, <laughs> oh, every news item. horror, man. <laughs> Destiny Two came out what last week? Did it? Yeah, Thursday, I think. No, yeah. earlier than that, maybe. I'm not Five sure. Five days ago or something like that. Yeah. So, But yeah, it seems like every, <coughs> every news item since has been related to Destiny 2. Oh, how do you get this gun in Destiny 2? Oh, I can't get this gun in Destiny 2. Here's how to not get this gun in Destiny 2. But <laughs> anyway. Because that's, that's all you do in Destiny 2 is get guns. From what and I'm... not get them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Got to have the binary. Um, 
So yeah, Destiny 2, consumable shader debacle. What's going on here, Balthazar? So this is something which I actually... I There's been a lot of good stuff said about this, uh, this whole incident. Um, and essentially what it is, is in Destiny 1, there were these things called shaders. Um, and they're basically dyes for your armor. So you can you know change the color of your armor. Um, and you got these shaders through various in-game events and you just equipped a shader in your shader slot and it shaded your entire armor in you know that color or that theme or what have you. Right. And in Destiny 2, they've changed it in a lot of ways. So the first way is you no longer keep shaders as things you can swap in and out of this shader swap. When you use a shader, it's consumed, it's gone. Um, so if you change mm-hmm. the color later on and then want to change it back, you have to reacquire that first shader again rather than just hanging on to it for whenever you want. The second thing they've changed is they've made it, you need a shader per piece of armor now, not just one shader that dyes uh. everything. So to have a matching set, you need three of the same shader. And finally, shaders are acquired via microtransactions. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> you could see where this was going the whole fucking time. Yeah, the eh? path was getting darker. As so we obviously them. they say, oh, it could also be, you know, uh, obtained in game. And no doubt it can. They're probably the same shit where there's going to be events. But what, uh, what pains me is that there were many shaders in Destiny 1 that were exclusive to doing these in-game events, which were limited time. So you had to do it, but if you did, you got the shader, which you could keep forever. If they're going to do that again with Destiny 2, but shaders, you don't keep them forever anymore. You use them once and then they're gone. It's, I don't know, it, the whole, it throws the whole thing out of whack because while people have the argument, it's just a, uh, what do you call it? It's just a cosmetic item. You know, it doesn't affect the game in any way. There is a very simple fact with online games, which is a lot of people play them for the cosmetic aspect. A lot of people don't enjoy a game as much if they don't like the look of their character. And MMOs as a genre, it's very easy to be stuck with a shit looking character. Do you remember, uh, Regan, when you first started playing Final Fantasy XIV and you sent me a picture of your dude (laughs) and he just looked fucking ridiculous yeah imagine being stuck with that for you know your thousand hours that you were playing because you had to pay real money to get a different appearance like that would not sit what no one would mm. stick with that game yeah you don't want to look like a jackass for a thousand oh hours. and i look like such a jackass too <laughs> pretty sure it was just like a leather like almost like a pair of leather undies that he was wearing oh, yeah. oh it's beautiful it was it was awful with like a lot imagine like a those uh you know those poofy white uh under shirts that people would wear sort of in civil war times that they'd put their real shirts over the top of these were just oh, like, yeah. you know the baggy under it was like that but that was his overshirt so that yeah. was what was on the top half and yeah. leather underpants <laughs> leather underwear <laughs> man it yeah. was incredible um but yeah you could basically be stuck looking like that in destiny 2 forever um <laughs> so yeah the argument is it's just cosmetics so no one matters but the counter argument which i've never heard before and actually thinks a great argument as someone who does quite you know take pride in looking better than the competition in games um <laughs> is yeah cosmetics do actually affect gameplay a lot of people don't enjoy a game as much if they don't like how their character looks and a lot of people there's games like warframe guild wars 2 final fantasy 14 a lot of games I play where the name of the game is not what it's actually called within the game. Warframe is called Fashion Frame. Guild Wars 2 is called Fashion Wars 2. Final Fantasy 14 is called Final Fashion 14. <laughs> they are entirely games in which when you reach the end, the goal is not to you know get better gear, it's to get better looking gear and just look as cool as you can. That's the aim of those games. Mm. And Destiny 1 was very much like that as well because of the shocking lack of actual content. It was, I'm going to get the coolest looking shit so that people think I'm a badass and know what I'm doing. And Destiny 2's removed that by putting it behind microtransactions. You, you have to spend real money now to do that. And a lot of people are justifiably extremely unhappy with that. Mm. It's, it's pretty blatant, isn't it? Mm, it's yeah it's if this were a new game you wouldn't notice it as badly but it's the fact that they did it better in the previous game that now you know it's like they gave it to you and now they're taking it mm, taking that shit away i, mm. I just have a question for this for destiny one i did play destiny one quite a bit until i realized there was not much there <laughs> um and with the shaders so would you so you get like would one color be really rare so you'd run into someone these like Oh man, I've got purple. Yeah, like you'd see as you know, (laughs) yeah. So there were some color schemes that could only be obtained during specific events. So, like for example, I had one that was black and like bright neon blue, 
Um, so the base color was black and then highlights on it was like a glowing neon light blue color. Um, and that one was only obtainable during the Sparrow racing event. And it was a very rare drop during that event. Um, so having that one just meant it was basically, it, I never saw anyone else with it. And if anyone ever asked me how to get it, the answer was you can't, it's not in the <laughs> game anymore. You can't get it now. Um, so yeah, that was something that I used where, yeah, there were some armor sets that clashed with it. Didn't always look that great, but next to no one else had it in the game. So it was a real standout point kind of thing to have it. Um, so yeah, certainly they were, people used them as a sign of status to be like, I've, I've been around. I've been here a long time. I have shit you can't even dream of. I've got neon blue. What do you got? Purple. <laughs> Default. I, I kind of. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Colors being traded as as status symbols and as part of the economy. It's it's a very strange dystopian thoughts. Yeah. All color has been drained from the world, and only certain people have access to certain colors. <laughs> oh man. Alright, uh, anyway, yeah, no, that's the only news item we have. Um, Balthazar will be packing up Destiny 2, when did you say it was end of this month? Uh, October 20-something, end of October. Oh, yeah. oh, There's of... so much in between now and then oh, I'm man. about it. There's. Uh, I was looking at the list the other day, I didn't even realise how big it was. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard. Just in those last <laughs> couple of weeks... <laughs> Of October, there's bloody Shadow of War, Super Mario Odyssey, South Park, The Fractured Butthole, um, and then what were the ones that you mentioned? Destiny 2 on PC, and then uh, Fire Emblem Warrior Switch. That's ridiculous, man. I uh, I can't keep up. Yeah, anyway, that's all the news we've got for today. Uh, We'll move on to the final section of the podcast, which is the top 10. And this week... It is myself, and I apologize if I've done this one before. I don't think I have, and none of us can confirm or deny whether <laughs> I have or not. Um, but it is a little game called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. <laughs> oh, there's going to be massive outrage depending on what I put in front of that. But uh, yeah, it is Tony Hawk's 2. So... Tony Hawk's 2 was the first Tony Hawk game. So Tony Hawk Pro Skater didn't have any... You couldn't do manuals, which is, you know, you do wheelie on the skateboard, essentially. Couldn't do reverts, couldn't do anything like that. Uh, Tony Hawk 2 has the right amount of mechanics, in my opinion, to make it a solid game without going overboard like further entries in the series where you could uh, ride mechanical bulls and do all sorts of weird nonsense on fire hydrants and things like that. Um, you could get even getting off your board in Tony Hawk's Underground was uh, I'm not sure it was it was a little felt a little bit weird to me. Tony Hawk Two just has the perfect amount of mechanics. It's not overwhelming, but there is enough there to be able to string together a good combo and feel good about yourself. Mm. Um, it has what I will deem a sick soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's that's time appropriate for sure. It that, is. It is right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, we've got Rage Against the Machine. You've got Mill and Colin. You've got Rob Zombie, oh man, it is it is one hell of a soundtrack, and it got me into a lot of those bands as well. Um, so I, you know, I'm very thankful for that. It, did you guys ever play THPS2 back in the day? Or I'm pretty sure I absolutely did. I think I got it in a um in the UK. It was in like a shredded wheat box or something. Nice, nice. Yeah, we we had that same promotion. It was Kellogg's, and they were giving out Tony Hawk's Two and Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX. Yeah. Um, and, um, and cereal boxes and yeah i got a i got a cereal that i wouldn't normally get because yeah i think there were two two or three games and i wanted tony hawks so i got the cereal that had tony hawks even though it wasn't the one i normally nice I can, yeah i can remember collecting skate on all the maps it took oh, so long <laughs> hell yeah man and there was there on t- tony hawk well it started tony hawk one but the secret tape which was this videotape uh like i mean this game is showing it's showing its age right it's this vhs tape that's floating somewhere in the level and you can see it a lot of the time but you're just like how the bloody hell do i get up there and eventually you'll figure out you have to do some insane line and every you land everything perfectly to get the secret tape and man is it satisfying when you get it it is just the best feeling in the world uh tony hawk 2 also has the limit it's sort of it gives you a two minute um you know time limit on each level to to get as many of the tasks Mm. accomplished as you can which i actually quite like i'm not sure about the free roaming aspects of the later later games as well american wasteland of things and i think tony hawk 4 is where they did away from the time limit um i, I don't know i like those little pa- 
for those little bite-sized runs that that you get given i i feel like you can get a lot done in them and, and it sort of gives you a feeling of urgency as well mm. um and amongst all that but yeah tony hawk's pro skater 2 man that is a cracker of a game and i've been hunting for it on playstation 1 for a long long time i've got it on pc i've got the the pc version as as both as i mentioned i also got it out of cereal box in uh, the mid thousands but you know i first played this game god knows when it came out late 90s or yeah mid to late 90s i guess something like that uh but i've been looking for it on tony on playstation one and it is either really hard to find or really expensive is what i've come <laughs> to the conclusion of. how much does it's, it have you so you've seen it for sale but it's been crazy expensive Do yeah you know? it's usually it's usually around 100 bucks wow like on playstation one which i mean given that it probably won't even work on my ps2 because depending on what's back you know backwards compatibility did all playstation mm. 1 games work on ps2 or was it just i think it was all of them as long as it was as long uh or is it the ps3 yeah no i'm pretty sure oh god i don't know yeah i can't I even remember i might now. have to look into that yeah <laughs> but yeah if i i just want i want someone who isn't robomodo who is the developer of tone hawks pro skater 5 which is one of the worst fucking games i've ever played in my life and the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, uh, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD remake, which also developed by Robomoto, which they ruined. They just, oh, they ruined that legacy. Uh, <laughs> any other developer to remake Tony Hawk's 1 to, say, Underground, 1 to one one to 4 and Underground, remake them so I can play them on PS4, please. I'll give you ludicrous amounts of money. <laughs> I don't care. I used to play Tony Hawk's for hours and hours on end, and I would continue to do so if it was accessible to me and convenient. So that's my message to you guys. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, that's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. And uh, that brings us to the end of our show. And uh, once more, you can find us on overcastgamer.com, Facebook, Twitter, twitch.tv forward slash overcastgamernz. We do live streams of varying uh, properties of, of varying <laughs> relevance. Um, <laughs> the last one we did was uh, myself and Regan doing some GTA Online antics, which was new to us because I haven't played that game. I think I played it once for about 20 minutes and I kept getting killed and I was like, ah, fuck this. Yeah. Just like airplanes fall out of the sky onto you. Yeah. 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 And not in the good way, like in San Andreas, where airplanes just fall out of the sky and, you know, it's just a bad piece of code. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I think, no. Actually, I don't know what we'll be doing this week. We'll be doing something anyway, so check us out on uh, Thursday evenings, 8 to 10 p.m. New Zealand time. And until then, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you again in a fortnight. See you later. Kakite. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always so delayed. We'll